Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back for another edition of the Believe in Lions podcast. Not a victory edition yet. Instead, we've got a Thanksgiving to prepare for. We're talking all the goods. We're talking turkey, stuffing, and Lions football. And of course, I am joined by the one, the only, the all-pro safety with a 5-2 and two record on the Thanksgiving Day game, even winning before he came to Detroit, before he was a member of the Lions, still gets a W on Thanksgiving. It is the one, the only, Glover Quinn. Yes, sir. Five and two. How you doing, man? Great, great. All excited for the World Cup. Got my Canada jersey on because they play this afternoon. And real excited for the game tomorrow. Can't wait to take in the Thanksgiving atmosphere live and in person. Man, it's going to be dope, man. I mean... I'm sure they're going to have a parade going on downtown. Um, it's a huge thing, man. It's a huge tradition for, for the Lions. The performances are always dope. Uh, I don't know who they got performing at halftime. Is it uh, B.B. Rexa, maybe? Yeah, B.B. Rexa and uh, David Guetta. Yeah, so the halftime performances be dope, man. It's just just a great environment, great atmosphere, great time. The energy is is high. Um, it's Thanksgiving, man. Everybody's so in a great mood and just ready to have good. And the Lions generally play good on Thanksgiving, you know. So, um, should be a fun day, man. Should be a fun day. Gets a good team. What's the typical Thanksgiving morning ahead of the game like? Because it's only a half hour difference from the Sunday morning games or Sunday afternoon games, but. Does that change things at all, or is it just pretty much business as usual? Well, well, the thing that changes it is the um, – and, and it may not be this way right now because I don't know exactly where the team stays right now for, before the game. Because when I was playing there, we used to stay downtown at the uh, at the Westin, right? Um, couple blocks from Ford Field, nice hotel downtown. Um, but the thing that we would run into on Thanksgiving morning is the parade, right? So they will have a lot of the streets and stuff blocked off because the parade would be going basically right by where we were. So it was always, um, you know, for me, it wasn't a big deal because I used to go to the game so early, right? Um, but for other players, you know, I think they used to make us take buses or they had to go alternate routes to get there because of the parade and the streets being blocked off. So that was a, that, that was a little thing that, you know, could have caused some issues, guys that may be trying to show up late. And next thing you know, they get a couple roads blocked off or something like that. Um, but nowadays I, I don't know if they still stay downtown. For home games, I know my last year when Coach Patricia was there, he we didn't stay downtown. We stayed at a different hotel, so I don't know where they actually stay right now. But that's a really that's a really it. You know, it's just a lot going on downtown. You got to get there a little earlier, like you say, it's thirty minutes early, so that don't change much. But um, yeah, it's just a lot going on, man. And the and the stadium. The stadium for when I was playing there, the stadium would be kind of empty for a while because everybody was out kind of enjoying the parade. And then closer you got to game time, everybody starts piling in. And, you know, once you came out for, you know, for the game time, it was it was different energy in the building. So it uh it should be it should be a fun day. Football is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. 
You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, hockey, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. It should be. The energy is going to be high. Hopefully the fans are rocking because they have been lately. Lions giving them lots to cheer about. But even when the Lions haven't been great, Thanksgiving still just feels different. Lions play well on Thanksgiving. I remember there was one year against the Patriots that I actually got to go to the game too. And it was Tom Brady in his prime and the Lions held with them until the fourth quarter. Just never know what you're going to get on Thanksgiving. Unless you're Glover Quinn, you know you're probably going to get a win. Yeah, I mean, you know, I enjoy playing on Thanksgiving. You know, the, the first time I went out there, because, you know, I, I grew up as a football fan, right? So when you're growing up in, the in, you know, where I'm from, you know, the regular TV game on, on Thanksgiving Day is going to be the Detroit Lions. So... You know, when we would get together, my family would come in town, cousins come in from out of town, you know, we're gathering for Thanksgiving. You know, we could always watch that early morning things Lions game before we went outside to play football. So getting to see Barry Sanders and, you know, go out and do what he do on, on Thanksgiving Day. And the next thing you know, I'm going outside and I'm trying to play and run and move like Barry Sanders. So I kind of grew up on that. And so. When I finally got a chance to play on Thanksgiving, my first time I was with the Houston Texans and we played the Detroit Lions, that was just a cool moment. I was on the other side of it, but it was still a cool moment. It was a great game. Um, you know, the Texans ended up getting a win in the overtime thriller. Um, but that was a fun game. And then when I came to Detroit and being able to be on the Detroit side of things and 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 get a part of that tradition, and the history of it and it just kind of like came full circuit to me so it was it was always a special moment for me special game um i enjoyed playing in all of them um like you said I had a pretty good record on thanksgiving day um so it, it was just cool for me to, to to experience that couple blowouts you were in you had the ot thriller 34 31 but then your first year with the lions you stomped the packers 40 to 10 yeah, and they're going to say Aaron Rodgers didn't play, but it doesn't matter. We still smacked them. They they love to go to that excuse. Oh, there was no Aaron Rodgers. Okay, well, sh- you, you're okay putting up 10 points just because right. you don't have Aaron Rodgers? You're, right. Aaron Rodgers didn't allow it, 40 points. Right, I was about to say, your defense, Aaron Rodgers doesn't play defense. Wild, yeah. just wild. And then you beat the Bears 34-17. Then you stomped the Eagles too, 45-14. Yeah, I think I had a pick in that Bears game. I think in you 2000, did. In uh, 2014. You did. I did write I think, that down. I think that was the start of my uh, four picks in four consecutive weeks because we had came off of playing two away games against uh, the Patriots and the Cardinals, and we lost both of those games, I think. Or maybe we lost to – I know we lost to the Patriots. I can't remember if we lost to the Cardinals or not. But then we came back and we started with that Thanksgiving Day game against Chicago. I think I caught a pick in that one. Then came back the next week against uh, Tampa, caught another one. The next week against Minnesota, caught another one. Then the week 17, week 16 against um, Chicago, caught another one. So, yeah, Thanksgiving was um, was good to me in 2014. It's been great. Like I said, all, all those games were great. I mean, we played Philly. Um, we smacked them. I think I got hurt that game, uh, hurt my ankle in, like, the second quarter. Then we came back the next year, I think. Like you said, I think we lost to Minnesota. And I called a pick that game, but um, got called back, pass, pass interference on Slay. Come on, man. And then – my last year again with Matt Patricia, we lost on Thanksgiving again. So, yeah. So, what are you expecting for this Thanksgiving? Because the Bills are going to be quite the test. 
Jamal Williams coming off a career day with the three touchdowns, but that's something we talked about because the Lions didn't have to play DeAndre Swift. They were comfortable just grinding it out with Jamal Williams. Do you think they're going to try that again after the Bills just bottled up Nick Chubb, or are we going to see more Swift and more kind of explosive plays? I think we'll see more swift and more explosive plays. I don't think they feel I don't think they'll try to overpower the Bills. I think the Bills got a pretty solid defensive line. So I don't think they'll try to overpower him, but I do feel like you know, short yardage and you know, goal line situation, they're gonna trust um, you know, what they've done. They're gonna trust their O line. They got a big O line that that is powerful. And Jamal is a powerful running back. So I think they'll give them some opportunity. Um but I think, you know, I think the Lions deep offense can give those guys some problems with, um, you know, DeAndre Swift being able to almost take a week off last week and get healthier, especially with a short turnaround this week. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown seems to be rounded in the form. DJ Chark got a couple reps last week, so he should be a little better this week. Um, I think I think the Lions offensively, the way they spread the ball around and and, and, and move guys around, I think they can give the Bills some some problems. Um, it's going to be a tough task, um, but I think I think I think they can do it. And, and you know, the Bills' corners aren't aren't the strongest, you know that that I've seen. Uh, I think they got a couple injuries. I know their safeties are pretty good, Micah Hyde and um, Jordan Poyer. Um, and I and I haven't watched the Bills, you know, recently, so I don't know if those guys are healthy and playing right now as well. Um, but I know they've kind of been teetering these last few weeks. They've lost a couple and they they beat the Browns, but you know, they lost to a team. I can't remember who they lost to, but these last three or four weeks has been kind of up and down with the Bills. And so um, you know, coming into their second their second week in, in, in Fort Field um on Thanksgiving Day, that's the thing that 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 makes me, you know, when I think about my picks, it's like, man. Lions are tough to beat on Thanksgiving Day, man. They're tough to beat on Thanksgiving Day. So I don't know what to expect, man. It should be a great game, though. Should be a great game. If they can, if they can, you know, contain Stefan Diggs, I think the Lions have a chance. Lions are gonna be able to put up points on the Bills. Just to talk about the secondary for a second. Micah Hyde, he's out for the year. Poyer might play. He's got an elbow injury. Yeah. But he's kind of been in and out of the lineup. We'll see if we get him. And at corner, they don't have Tredavious White. He's still day-to-day coming right. off the ACL. He's been day-to-day for three months now. I wouldn't expect to see him make his debut just yet. Yeah, I think I think the Lions have the upper hand. Like I said, I've been noticing that the Bills secondary, you know, and I knew Jordan was dealing with the elbow. I wasn't sure on Micah Hyde because, like I said, I haven't been able to watch him much. Um, so yeah, I think, I think the Lions will put up points. I think, I think they'll put up points on those guys. If they can get enough stops on Josh Allen or force him to get into some situations where he turned the ball over the line, the Lions got a chance. They got a chance. They, got a they, chance. Can, they can score with anyone. We know that at this point, but as you mentioned, containing Stefan Diggs is going to be a problem, especially because Jeff Akuda probably not going to play in concussion protocol. So what would your game plan be for Stefan Diggs on one side, the big play Gabe Davis on the opposite side without Akuda? Are you changing your defense much or are you just kind of going with a similar plan, but you're going to mix and match some things in? Well, you're gonna have to mix and match some things, and you can't you 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 can't just be one side. You got to play the the chess match and and you know do timely things. Um, but you also got to challenge your money. He got to step up and be a big time player, um, like he was last year. He, I don't know, you know, if he came into the season and his mind just wasn't right, and maybe you know getting benched a couple games can refocus you, but you got to challenge your money that he got to step up and be a good player. No, we don't expect you to shut Stefan Diggs or Gabe Davis completely down, but you got to step up and be a big time player for us on Thanksgiving day. That's really what it is. You know, you got to have good safety play. Kirby Joseph has been playing great. We've got to continue to, you know, get after the ball, turn the ball over, try to force turnovers. Um, and then, you know, Aiden Hutchinson 
three weeks in a row he's been making impact plays, and I think we, he's going to continue to do that. Um, it's probably going to be one of my bold predictions of the week. I got to do a bold prediction, and it's probably going to be Aiden Hutchinson. It's probably going to have the trifecta on Thanksgiving Day. That's going to be my bold prediction, um, and that's meaning sack, forced fumble, and an interception on Thanksgiving Day. Woo! And hopefully one of those can be for a touchdown, maybe recover his own fumble, maybe the pick six. Oh, Glover. I am getting excited, especially against Josh Allen, too, who is a playmaker, a star in the NFL, top two quarterback in terms of how the football media treats him and alongside Patrick Mahomes, the future of the NFL. And he's extremely mobile, which is something the Lions have struggled with with every quarterback that they've faced. Right. And, and I think Josh is, is a little different. I mean, I think Josh, you know, once he get to a point where he want to try to do something, especially if they're behind, he's going to start taking off and running the ball. But I think with Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs, I think sometimes, you know, Josh Allen running the ball may not be that bad depending on the situation. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you don't want him to just continue to run the ball all the way down the field and score a touchdown on you. But you also don't don't want him throwing a ninety eight yard bomb to Gabe Davis either, right? So I think I think the Lions would do a good job. They they faced good running <laughs> quarterbacks all year. They they they'll contain and make plays when they're supposed to. And I think sometimes when you know when quarterbacks get to running too much, I think it's kind of like something that goes off in their heads. Like, bro, I've been running too much. I need to like try to throw the ball. And I think they'll try to sit in the pocket and try to throw the ball a little bit longer than they really need to and to give the Lions a chance to make a play. So I don't I don't fear, you know, Josh Allen running the ball as much, even though he is a great runner. Um, but the Lions have struggled with that. I think they'll be better with it. And I think, you know, this game plan, what they'll try to do against the Lions will be similar to what the Giants tried to do last week. Um They'll get a couple, you know, zone replays, a couple, you know, run pass options with the quarterback and the running back. But I don't think they'll feature that, you know, long term throughout the game. Um, and like I said, I think if they come out trying to throw the ball, you know, to get Stefan Diggs going, to get Gabe Davis going, if they can force Josh Allen into a couple early mistakes, I think that'll help them later on in the game. And hopefully that comes to fruition. Hopefully that they can just play – Good, solid defense the way that they have lately. And not only solid defense, but some spectacular defense at time. Make some plays for some interceptions. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm just so excited to see how this pans out. Truly, on a three-game win streak, possibly the biggest test the Lions are going to have all season with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I mean, and this is this is a huge game for the Detroit Lions. Like you said, three-game win streak. You're at home. It's Thanksgiving Day. It's a big, big, big day for the Detroit Lions. But it's also a very, 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 very important game for the Buffalo Bills because right now they're sitting in the wild card spot at 7-3 and three or 6-3, and three, whatever they are, 7-3. and three. They lose this game and get to 7-4. and four. They may be sitting on the outside of the playoffs at this point, depending on what happens with the Patriots and depending on what happens with some of these other teams. And so I don't think they want that to happen. I mean, they go from being a favorite in the Super Bowl, uh, number one team in the AFC and all these different things to now you almost on the outside looking in. And I think a lot of that has to do with the play of their secondary. They don't have uh, the secondary that they've had in the past with Jordan Parry and Micah Hyde. Those guys, I think, both had five interceptions apiece last year or something like that. Right. And then with your Davis White at the corner, you're getting big plays from the secondary. They don't have that right now. So I don't think their defense, uh, especially the secondary, is as strong. So that puts more pressure on the offense and more pressure on the D line. And when they can't deliver, then they're susceptible to giving up points. And so I think the Lions will score points on those guys. And I think if the if, if the Bills don't get off to a great start. It could be it could be a great day in uh in uh Detroit tomorrow. And so in the post game, whether it's win or lose, obviously game ends, you go into the locker room, and the Cowboys will be on so- shortly after that. Does the locker room do anything after the game, Thanksgiving wise, or maybe watch the Cowboys game, or do you just kind of 
get dressed, get ready to go home and spend time with your family. Man, you getting out of there, man. <laughs> We're not hanging out watching the Cowboys game, man. No, at least I wouldn't. Um, they didn't even, I don't even remember them having the games on when I was, uh, after the post game when I was playing. So, you know, man, you play your game and your game is over with. You're trying to get dressed and get out of there so you can go enjoy your family. You know, you, that's the cool thing about being a Detroit Lion is, you know, you get to play the early game. You know what I'm saying? You play the early game. You play at 1230. You're done by three. You're home by 435 o'clock and you're enjoying Thanksgiving dinner and watching the second half of the Cowboys game. And, you know, you get the late night game or the evening game to watch. So it's a great day to be able to enjoy your family, play a football game. And then you obviously should get probably Friday, Saturday and Sunday off, get you a nice long weekend with your family as well. So it was it's a great time. Lots of family, lots of food, lots of leftovers for the rest of the weekend. I'm imagining Glover. I got to ask, what is your one Oh one of Thanksgiving food? If you have the first overall pick in the Thanksgiving draft, what are you taking first? Mm. What am I taking first? Well, I will say I do love I love a lot of Thanksgiving food, man. I love the this is gonna be a tough pick, man. I love dressing. I love the I'm probably gonna go with my mom makes a really and my sister makes a really good spaghetti casserole. Chicken spaghetti casserole is phenomenal. I'm probably taking that number one overall. I'm probably taking that number one overall. This chicken spaghetti. Number two, I'm taking whatever you want to call them. Some sweet potatoes, candy yams. I'm taking that number two overall. Number three, I'm going with the dressing or stuffing, whatever you want to call it. And number four, I'm topping it off with the turkey. Those are great power rankings. Those are absolutely phenomenal. My mouth is watering thinking mm. about this casserole. Mm. Just absolutely mm. wonderful. Now, I'll be. I, we're. I think we're having bratwurst tomorrow. Get mm-hmm. grilling up some sausages in the tailgate. So it won't be the full Thanksgiving meal, but uh, maybe after the game we can enjoy some of that. Oh yeah, man! It'll be fun be at the game tailgating for Thanksgiving, man. That's always fun. I think so many times we do the traditional thing, but sometimes it's cool to do something different on the holidays and so that'd be fun to go to the game oh absolutely and it'd be even more fun if we get the win and then after that cowboys versus giants i'm kind of rooting for the cowboys which doesn't happen too often but better chance for the lions to pass the giants in the playoff standings because of the head-to-head win and there's another added layer to this cowboys and giants game not just the rivalry which we all know about but it kind of feels it's winner take all for Odell Beckham. He's narrowed it down to two teams, the Cowboys and the Giants. He's going to sign with one of those apparently. And they play each other. That's that. That just screams. I'm waiting to see who is better. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, I, I, I think, yeah, that's, that's really what's going to happen because when you're a guy like Odell Beckham, you know, coming in at this time of the year, you're not going to a team that's not going to make the playoffs, man, because you've missed, you know, 10 games this season. So you're not going to a team that's going to be done or supposed to be done in week 17. You want to go to a team where you're going to have an opportunity 
to play three or four extra games in the playoffs and help a team win a Super Bowl. That's where you're going. That's why you see Sue sign with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm pretty sure he could have signed with some team that was not in playoff contention. But why would I? Why would I go somewhere where I'm not going to have a chance to win a Super Bowl at this point in my career? So Sue gets opportunity, signs with the Eagles. That's going to go. Why they got an opportunity to win a Super Bowl this year. It's going to be the same thing for Odell Beckham. He's narrowed it down to those two teams. Both of those two teams are in the playoff race right now. So if the Giants win, that's going to give them the upper hand on the Cowboys. So they will probably be in the driver's seat, controlling their own destiny. And it'd be great for Odell Beckham to, you know, re-sign with the Giants because that's where his career and his stardom took off at in the NFL. But then again, if the Giants lose and the Cowboys win, then the Cowboys will be in the driver's seat and they'll have a better shot at making the playoffs. And then that'll be a big deal for Odell Beckham because now he'll be playing with the star on his helmet. And what bigger star, you know, can you add to the star on your helmet than Odell Beckham? So he'll be a great, great, great addition with C.D. Lamb, you know, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard, um, you know, Dak Prescott, those guys. He'll definitely make their offense way more dynamic. Their defense has been playing great. And I feel like power ranking-wise, Super Bowl odds-wise, they would definitely jump up multiple spots with adding um, a player like Odell Beckham. Especially with another matchup against the Eagles coming up in a couple weeks. Odell changes the complexion of that. Even with just a couple practices under his belt, Odell is just such an exciting talent. Did you ever play against Odell back when uh, he was with the Giants? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. We practiced against him for a whole week during the preseason. And then we played him. um, We played him. I can't remember. We would have played him. I can't remember what year that was. 2000. We played um, on a Monday night, I think, one year. Or was it a Sunday night? We played on Monday night in 2014, but I don't think Odell was there in 2014. If he was, he was a super young guy. Um, when did when did Odell come in? When did he come in? He and he because he missed the first nine games yeah. of his career too. Yeah, I think that, I think he might have came in 14, but he just missed the first first game because we th- played. I think you might be day. right. He was drafted in 2014. Yep. So yeah. he was just was uh, out with the groin or groin yeah. hernia, whatever we want to call yeah. it. So he didn't play that year. And then I think it was the 2016, maybe we played the Giants in New York. And Odell played 16 or 17, one of them. Might have played him in 18 with Coach Patricia as well. I can't remember exactly, but I know I played against him a couple of times. You just played too many stars at too many different times <laughs> in different years. It's hard to keep track of all the players you made plays on. Truly, the list is limitless. It is. You know, I sometimes I think about that. You know, I got, you know, when I think about all of the major players that I played against. I mean, you play in the NFL for 10 years and you start every game and you play every game. You know, some guy's going to make some plays on you. That's that's a part of it. But I think for the most part, I'm not on too many people's highlight videos. You know, I think probably the biggest highlight, obviously, is probably LaShawn McCoy in the snow, you know. And I feel like that was a lot of snow related. That's awful conditions. But for the most part, I'm not on a lot of players' highlights. But there's a lot of players on mine. There's a lot so, of players on yours. A lot of quarterbacks on yours. A but lot not just of quarterbacks. quarterbacks. A lot of quarterbacks. A lot of the top guys. And that's what I love, man. Just the top, like the top guys. The top guys of our, like, era man and and speaking of that and i don't want to change the subject too much but my goodness have you seen the hall of fame list yes 
OMG. Like this right here, I think, is when the Hall of Fame stuff starts getting way more interesting to our people nowadays because the names that are showing up on the Hall of Fame list are the names that we grew up watching. You know, no disrespect to the the older players from back in the day. Some of those guys, all those guys obviously were great players, right? They're Hall of Fame, you know, caliber players. But the players that are on there now are guys that we grew up watching. You know what I'm saying? You're getting these guys, Darrell Revis, you know, you're getting Andre Johnson, Steve Smith, like all these guys that are fresh in your mind and all of them can't go in. And it's just like, wow. Like I'm looking at the list and I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't even know who to put in. I really don't. Especially when you start comparing position to position. Like, How do you make a decision between DeMarcus Ware and Dwight Freeney at edge? How do you make a decision between wide receivers, Andre Johnson, Steve Smith, Reggie Wayne? Torrey Holt? It is so deep and so elite, this Hall of Fame class. Listen listen to this, this list, this group. Eric Allen, Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Runde Barber, Anquan Bolden, Henry Ellard, Jari Evans, London Fletcher, Dwight Freeney, James Harrison, Rodney Harrison, Devin Hester, Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson, Ira Lewis, Robert Mathis, Darrell Revis, Steve Smith, Fred Taylor, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, Heinz Ward, Demarcus Ware, Ricky Waters. Reggie Wayne, Vince Wilfork, Patrick Woodis, Darren Woodson. Wow. I don't know. I'm <laughs> glad I'm not the Hall of Fame committee because I just do not know. That's a lot of guys on there that in my book are Hall of Fame worthy. Absolutely. And a lot of people that should be first ballot Hall of Famers, a lot of people that shouldn't have to wait, but that's just not how it works. The decisions are complicated they are endless it's going to be crazy to see what ends up happening correct me if i'm wrong i believe you played with two players that are eligible for the hall of fame right now dwight freeney you spent some time with in your last year or his last year in detroit your second last year and we also saw of course you and andre johnson you've talked about him eating his subway on the couch and how awe-inspiring that was oh yeah i play i play with andre i play with Dwight Franey and I play with Anquan Bolden. Oh, of course. Of, yeah, yeah. Of course. Obvious. Yeah. And I... then I played with Devin Hester at the Pro Bowl. Okay. Um, and that would be it. I never played with Reggie or Vince. Yeah, that would be it. Anquan Bolden, Andre Johnson, and Dwight Franey. That's pretty uh, great players, pretty man. Great, great, great players, man. Great players. And, and the thing the thing that you see a lot of times from a lot of these Hall of Famers is the ability to do it at a high level for a long period of time. That's what really makes a Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? And I think – I don't know if that would be something that hurt Patrick Willis because he did it at a high level, but he did it for like eight years, right? But we've seen that didn't hurt Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson was able to get in doing it for a, at a high, high level for a short period of time. So hopefully Pat Will can get in. But the thing that you see from a lot of these players is just being able to play at a high level for 10, 12, 13, 14 years. Um, that's very impressive. Um, so congrats to all those guys, man. It'd be interesting to see who gets in. It will. And final question on this Hall of Fame. When Dwight Freeney came to Detroit late in the season, what was that like? Does he have that aura that you would expect from Dwight Freeney? Just you know how good he is and how many strip sacks he's had. Yeah, I mean, you know, he had that. You know what I'm saying? You knew that. I mean, he was actually smaller than I thought he was, you know. Um, and like I said, I grew I grew up in the league at the wrath of Dwight Freeney, right? Because I was playing with the Texans. And so the Texans and the Colts were in the same division. So we had to play against the Colts twice a year. So twice a year, 
we're having to deal with Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis. Both of those guys are on the Hall of Fame ballot right now. So you know what type of game and type of day it was for our offense having to deal with those guys. But when he got there, you know, you you just felt like and he was in his in at the towards the end of his career, obviously, but you still just felt like he had that like he's a he's he's a great sack guy. He's a spin artist. Like he just knew the game. He played hard. He understood all these different things. And so you were just excited to have him, and you knew at some point he was going to make a play for you. You just was waiting for the strip, the strip sack or the, the spin move and get a sack, or you was waiting for something. And so it was cool to get to meet him and play with him and, and you know, get some game time with him. And, yeah, like you say, have that under my belt. Like, yeah, play with uh, Dwight Freeney, who's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Played with a couple Hall of Famers, too. Any other te- former teammates that are in the Hall already other than Calvin? Um, no, not that I know of. I don't think the Texans, I don't think anybody's winning that I know of. And Until then J.J. Think, Watt retires. Yeah, J.J. Watt to get in. And then, like I said, Andre's going to get in at some point, hopefully. I don't think that might hurt Andre's. I don't think he's loud enough. He's just kind of quiet and, you know, great, great, great wide receiver, but he's just kind of quiet. I don't know if he'll get in over, you know, Steve Smith, who's on NFL Network, talking all the time, you know. Like, I think some of those guys may get in a little earlier because Andre just kind of chill. But, yeah, I don't th- I don't think anybody else is, has gotten in that I play with. It's coming, though. It is absolutely coming, and it's going to be fun to follow that. Rounding out Thanksgiving, we do have one final game, Patriots at Vikings, which, I don't know, usually the other Thanksgiving, the evening one, it, it feels like there's – a reason behind it. I remember there's a couple times we had the Harbaugh bowl with Jim and John facing off. It just usually feels like it's a rivalry game or something. Patriots versus Vikings just feels like an odd choice for a Thanksgiving day game. Should be a fun (laughs) game though. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't even know what's behind that one. Like, like you said, there isn't a storyline. It isn't brothers. It isn't, you know, a lot of times they try to do stuff. I feel like the NFL try to do stuff like that because it's, it's, it's Thanksgiving. It's a family holiday. So if I got, you know, two coaches that are brothers, you know, why not bring the team, those teams together? And then the families can be together. If I got, you know, it would have been perfect. Like, you know, when they have the bears playing against the lions, right? Because you got the St. Brown brothers and it's a close team. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know any storylines with the Patriots and the Vikings. Why would they put them on Thanksgiving in primetime hour. I don't know. So hopefully they get rewarded with a great game. The Vikings coming off an awful loss and the Patriots coming off a, a, a dramatic win in the end. So let's see, you know, what carries over to this week. But I I don't know. And I don't know if any one of those teams are exciting that you're just looking forward to that game on Sunday night. I mean, Thursday night, like they put the Cowboys and the giants Thursday night. Perfect. Like Patriots Vikings would have been a great second game because, you know, you wake up early on Thanksgiving and you want to watch the Lions game and you're doing that stuff. And then you probably take that midday nap. You take the midday nap through the Vikings and the Patriots game. Then you wake up and you watch the Cowboys and the giants and the nightcap. Right. That's the storyline. I don't know. Like, the Patriots aren't an exciting football team to watch. The Vikings, although they are 8-2 and two now, they're not super just exciting. Like, Kirk Cousins isn't super exciting. Justin Jefferson plays phenomenal, and he's gritty when he scores a touchdown. And Devin Cook, you know, that. Yeah, but they're just not, like, uh, exciting. You know? Like, a Patrick Mahomes or – you know, the Rams last year when they were rolling or, you know what I'm saying? Like a, a tour and the cheetah and, you know, so they're not exciting like that. So I don't know how they got this game, but hopefully they get rewarded with it been by it being a good game. 
something like that. Kansas City versus Miami, the the return of Tyree Hill. Something that's Thanksgiving, even though it's not yeah. family. Even if you want to keep the Vikings, have them the play the Rams. I know the Rams aren't who we thought they were, but at least it makes sense. Oh, f- facing his former boss. How is this? I just don't get it. It's it's weird. Right. Yeah, I, I don't get that one either. But, you know, we're not the NFL. We're not the schedule makers. So, like I said, hopefully they know something that we don't know, and hopefully they get rewarded with a good game. Let's hope so. And back to the Patriots' last game against the Jets. I don't know if you've been following the Zach Wilson saga, but it is <laughs> heating up. Because he, he was asked, for anyone in the audience who doesn't know, Zach Wilson asked, you only scored three points. You th- completed nine passes and punted 10 times. Do you feel like you owe your defense for the performance they gave? No, no, that's it. Just a flat. No. And then you hear the next day, Justin Fields, after the loss of the Falcons, he tried to apologize to the defensive players in the locker room. He sat everyone down in this post game speech. We had one drive. I let you down. I'm sorry. And the defense wouldn't let him finish because he was playing through a separated shoulder and the defense allowed 30 points. So just the dichotomy of Justin Fields trying to take credit and the defense saying, no, we've got your back versus Zach Wilson. Nope. I take no responsibility for this game. And it's clearly rubbed the players the wrong way. Sauce Gardner liking some tweets about really, you don't think you owe us. Yeah, and, and you know, it's a team game, right? So it you is. don't want to get into the oh and this and that, right? Because like I've always said, you got to be able to win a game in all three ways. When the defense, the Jets, y'all not pitching shutouts and scoring, letting teams score three points every single game, right? So when the defense isn't shutting the team out and they're giving up 20, 25, 30 points, then you expect your offense to be able to put up 42 and win the game, Right. When the offense is struggling, right, the defense, you expect them to be able to hold teams down. So in that regard, yes, Zach Wilson should have said something about how great the defensive effort was and how great they played and how bad the offense played. Do I feel like we owe them? You know, we're a team and we're trying to, you know, we just had a bad day. They helped us out. You know, they kept us in the game. We got to be able to come through and make some kind of play at the end of the game to help those guys out, right? But as a defense, you're playing that type of game, find a way to score. Find a way to score. Find a way to get a turnover and put it in the end zone. Or find a way to get a turnover and put the offense in position to where all they got to do is kick another field goal and you win the game 6-3, right? It's a team game. You can't get in there and say, hey, they owe us, they owe us, because you never hear a defensive player come out and talk about, hey, man, Thank you guys for belling us out. We gave up 32 points this game, right? Like, you just happy that you won the game and you keep it moving. So I don't want to get into we owe them, they owe us, and this and this and that. You're a team, and you're trying to do whatever it takes to win on Sundays. Some days is more offensive. Some days is more defensive. And some days is more special teams. But at the end of the day, everybody should be trying to do what it takes to win. But the response from Zach Wilson was not great, and I could see how that rubbed a lot of people wrong. He could have easily said, yeah, we played awful today. Our defense played great. We got to make some more plays. We got to find ways to get in the end zone and do something better so that we can get a win because to to hold an NFL team, a Patriots team, to three points, you know, we got to do our part to try to score points, and he didn't say that. So that's what the, the issue is, just him feeling like, no, we don't. Like, that's where the issue comes into it. I completely agree. You don't have to outright say we we owed our defense, but you have to say something. You hear it's a setup question. We all know it's a setup question. It's a question to get a soundbite. But every other quarterback, when they're asked that, even Trevor Lawrence, he was asked, you know, do you do you have some regrets? And he goes through, yeah, you know, there are plays I would like back. I had the goal line interception. There are things that I want to do better. And we're, we're going to work on it and we're going to get together as a team. That's all you have to say is that, yep, there were things I'm not happy with. There were things that I am happy with. We're going to work on it. But just the outright no, I think, is what rubbed people the wrong way. Because we all know it's a setup question. They want you to answer poorly. Zach just took the bait this time. Yeah, and that's 
unfortunate. But I saw that the Jets were giving them one more start. So, and that's probably just because it's hard to make a, a change. You got a short week, right? You got yeah. a short week. Well, they don't have a short week. They're they're playing on Sunday. They're not playing on Thanksgiving. Um, but they're giving them one more week. That's what I saw today. That the Jets are giving them one more week. So we'll see um, how this week go. I don't know who they're playing. I got to get my picks in for the week anyway. I haven't done my picks yet. They're up against the Bears, and so they're hoping that it'll be a rebound week. And it, it's interesting. I'm glad that they are allowing Zach one more chance, and I'm actually really impressed with how Robert Sala handled this whole situation. He is a top-drawer coach, and I am I think he is going to hold that position in New York for a long time. But when he was asked about it, he said, you know what, we're going to evaluate everything's on the table. And then he comes back and says, we've evaluated we're going to roll with Zach, but the scholarship's over, essentially, is basically what Robert Sala has decided. So everyone's on an even playing field now. If you're not going to win the game for us, then maybe Joe Flacco or Mike White will. Right. I mean, Robert Sala's a great guy. You know, he was in Houston when I was first got there my rookie year. He was there for me, for, I think, the whole time I was there. Uh, great guy, great coach, and, you know, he handled that situation well. Um you know, it's, it's good to have Super Bowl, you know, quarterback in your back pocket like a Joe Flacco. Um, but Zach Wilson is a talented player. He's, you know, hasn't played that way, but he's a talented guy. So giving him another chance against a Bears team who, you know, this Bears team has been playing some tough, tough games lately, right? Like, I mean, they've been in every game probably the last three or four games, and they just haven't found a way to win that game in the end. So you feel like they're going to, get over that hump at some point this could be the week where they get over that hump but this also could be a week where zach wilson can you know regain um something with his team and we'll see early on in the game how they really feel you know the team will respond to zach in a positive or a negative way and if they respond in a negative way chicago could jump out on them pretty quickly Sometimes you just need to be sat down and given a reality check. We saw it work with the Detroit Lions with Deshaun Elliott. He was benched and is reinserted in the game thanks to injury. And since then, he's been playing much, much better. Sometimes you just need a wake-up call, and that's okay. It is hard to produce in the NFL, especially as a quarterback. Oh, my gosh, yes. Week in and week out. It's very – like I used to tell people all the time, and I would say generally after a game or after a season, the hardest thing to do in the NFL is it again. It's the hardest thing to do. Can you do it again? You go out, Jamal Williams, you went and scored three touchdowns. Can you go and do it again? That's the hardest thing to do. It's the hardest. You go out and lead the league in rushing for a season. Okay, cool. Can you go do it again? It's hard, man. You went out and had four, three hundred yards passing. You know, four touchdowns. Great. Can you do it again? That's the hardest thing to do. And so. again, and again, and again, every single week for. 18 plus weeks if you're making the playoffs. It's hard. Even longer than that because you got training camp. We got. It's hard to be an NFL player. And I am speaking from no no experience whatsoever. <laughs> I just know it is impossibly hard. It is. And so, you know, you expect certain things from these teams right now. Like, I think the Eagles are happy to be going through that little law right now. They lost the game. They're not playing not winning as great as they were winning early in the season. So I think they they like that at this point. I think the Bills are also in that boat where, you know, they've rolled high for so long that you go through that little midseason low. And it's all about when that low hits, right? You want it to hit right now so you can have two or three games stretch where you're not this and this and that. You find little ways to win, the ugly wins, or you lose one here or there. But then you still have another five or six games down the stretch to end of November and throughout December and into January to be playing at a high level in the playoffs. Because, like you say, it's very difficult to play at a high level every single week for an entire season. So teams are going to go through that lull and you just want it to be timed up to where you're not going through your lull in 
January when it's time for the playoffs. And hopefully the Lions will continue to build coming off their lull to start the season with a win against the Buffalo Bills. Glover, before we get you out of here, pluggables to plug and all that, but have to know, score prediction. You don't have to tell <laughs> us every game, just <laughs> Lions, Bills. Mm. Lions, Bills. This is a tough one. I think the Lions. I think the Lions will be able to score some points on those guys. I think. I think the Bills will come out a little sluggish, with all the traveling back and forth and the, the things going on. I. I think the Lions will jump out early. I think the Bills will make a run, and I think the Lions. I'm going to go with the Lions win again on Thanksgiving. I'm going to go with the Lions win, and I'm going to go. Once again, 31-28. That was going to be my pick. That was going to be my pick. 31-28 Detroit Lions win against who everyone thought was the best (laughs) team in the NFL for months until the last couple weeks. Glover, thank you so much. Always such a pleasure getting to hear your thoughts, your insights, your Thanksgiving history. Any final thoughts, pluggables to plug before we get you out of here? Man, just have a happy holidays, happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your food. Hug your loved ones and enjoy some football. I know we will all be enjoying some Detroit Lions football tomorrow. Make sure if you are betting on the game, you check out our sponsors, betonline.ag. And until we hear the results of this game, until we're back from this little Thanksgiving break, we will see you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.